Hey everybody, how's it going after another Kraken win? We are here with Emerald City Hockey's post-game live presented by Flatstick Pub. Oh man, this team just looks unstoppable right now, right? Whether it's Joey Decord in net, just keeping things going, locking things down. Yeah, he's getting a little lucky here or there, but that's what all hot goaltenders have going with them in addition to the great saves, the way he's tracking the puck the saves he could make with just his jersey, right? Like he's just unstoppable right now. The team as a whole, right? We're starting to see that depth scoring back for the group as you get goals from guys like Berkey picking up his first of the year. Tatar gets another one. Yanni Gore, I told you, new year, new Yanni. Two for two so far in the year of 2024. So yeah, this, this team is absolutely rolling. And hey, don't look now, but the Seattle Kraken currently occupy the second wild card spot. They are they are if the play if the season ended today, they would be a playoff team. So let's let's go. I'm I'm super super pumped about that. Super pumped to talk about this game, the continuation of the streak for the Kraken, how well everybody's playing, especially because there were, I mean there were so many good things about this game coming off that winter classic one. You know, you always worry about maybe a little bit of a hangover after one of those big games and a big dominant performance definitely not the case as they enter kind of this mini buy four days off that they have here um and then there's you know other stuff to talk about like uh this guy right here bjorkstrand uh jersey right there behind me being the all-star i'm sure that's going to come up at some point tonight too so want to want to get all that out there real quick thank flatstick pub for sponsoring this one of course everybody i'll remind you of the special over the at the um the South Lake Union location with the dollar off beer after every Kraken home game. You just got to show them your ticket. You get the dollar off beer. It's all local beers on tap. They've got dozens of them there. And then also just because, you know, I, I wasn't able to get a chance to get over there to the Pioneer Square one. But I was looking. They've got even more games in addition to the mini golf and the duffel board as Afra throws my Gatorade off the bed. What's up? What's up? Uh, they've got uh, they've got uh, Duffel Pong, but also this I thought sounded really good. We're going to have to try it at some point, everybody. Pockets, where it's, it's mini golf, but it's pool. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. All right, so starting off with chat here, Patrick kicking us off. Wild card slot number two. Thank you for the super chat there, Patrick. And yes, the Kraken have done an unbelievable job of coming from you know, the bottom of this, this conference, right? I mean, in the wildcard rank, they were down at eight, right? It was like them, Chicago and San Jose there, right? The bottom feeders. And here they are now they've crawled, they've, they've climbed all the way up into a wildcard spot. They're doing fantastic. Yes. Arizona's got some games in hand. Edmonton's got games in hand. I'm not saying that it's over. I'm not saying that it's done. It's still going to be a lot of hard work for the Seattle Kraken, but right now they are there because they are playing so well they just look unbeatable they're getting production and scoring from all four lines right now which is really helping them out they're getting the goaltending the d is stepping up whether it's guys like vince dunn contributing offensively or the rest of the decor helping to shut things down helping out joey decord giving him his sight lines all of that great stuff it's all the reason why that they are in this wild card spot right now. It's because they are all playing together. They're playing so well together. And yeah, you look at their last 10 games, 8-0-2. It's hard to do better than that, right? It's that's it's pretty that's pretty damn good. Uh Seth with the super chat here. Is there a hat trick specifically for goalies? Oh my goodness. It's uh I, I don't know that there is, Seth. That's a good question. Uh we'd have to ask some some other people, I think. But yeah, it, just talking about Joey Decord, right? Setting the franchise mark for the longest shutout streak at a little over two and a half games worth of time. Joey Decord is just shutting the door on people. That was fantastic. Good for him. Again, we, I feel like I say this every post game, like can't be happening to a better person, a better, a better human being. But it's it's still true just as much now as the first time I said it, you know, a couple of weeks ago is it's there. He's playing fantastic. Sean with the super chat here. Thank you very much. What a run. What a blast. This last week has been great meeting you guys. Let's go crack it. It was great to meet uh, you both as well. Sean, that was really fantastic. Uh, had a good time again. Thank you for the pretzel over at the beer hall. Really appreciated that on that busy day that we had yeah this was i mean this this whole run has been so special like i said 802 you're, you've got six games in a row that you've won you picked up points in your last 10 
This team is just doing everything right. I think Hackstall's got them in the right spot mentality-wise. They're working hard. They're putting in preparation. They know what they need to be doing. They're executing. But at the same time, you can tell that they're relaxed. They're having fun. You see them score and they're having, they got big smiles on their face. They're having a good time out there making plays. Just the fact that you're seeing guys like Jordan Everly kind of be creative with his passes. I mean, he had a fantastic game distributing the puck today, or you see a guy like Berkey, who's had a lot of terrible luck this year, right? Whether it's the injury luck or maybe some shot luck, all that kind of stuff that he's had to deal with. And then he comes into this game. He's got that power play where the puck just will not leave his stick and he doesn't make anything happen. He doesn't make anything happen, but he still stays in there. He's bought into the system. He's present within the game. And then he's able to get that first goal of the season a little bit later on. And you could just see how much that meant to him. Uh, yeah, this this run has done so much for this group. You could tell we talked about this before. Hackstall never lost this room. This group always knew they could do it. And now that they're getting it done, you're seeing how much they're enjoying the run that they are on. And that's really, really special. I'm really, really happy for all of the boys for sure. Schultz with the super chat. Everyone has missed the biggest news from the winter classic. The queen Anne beer hall MC called the three, nothing shutout against the Knights on your vid who comes out for Schwartz. Yes. Uh, Jonathan did call the shutout on our winter classic preview that we recorded from the beer hall. So definitely shout out Jonathan West for that one. he, he nailed that one for sure. Uh, it's a gutsy call too, right before the game, and uh, he was he was dead on the money. Who comes out for Schwartz? Um, that's a, that's a tough one. I've been trying to think about this. Everybody, tell me if I'm crazy for this one. Ty Cartier, would that be would that be nuts if it's Ty who comes out? I feel like looking at guys that have have maybe been struggling a little bit. I know he's he's kind of one of the more physical elements guys that we have. I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Ty Cartier could be the, could be the guy. Otherwise uh, you're looking. I, yeah. I mean, he's the one, right? You can't take Tanov out because you need him for the PK and you need him for stuff like that. I, I think Ty Cartier is, is the guy. And I don't think you could take yams out either. He's playing too well right now. So um, I, I think it'll probably end up being Ty Cartier. If I had to guess, yes, it's going to create, you know, you have to figure out like who's playing center and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just think that's that's probably uh, who I would go with personally. B, I've said it a million times before, and I'll say it again tonight. Joey Decord is him. He is. Another 30 saves for Joey Decord. Or, well, now it's it's gone up, I guess. 32 saves for Joey Decord. It just lights out, right? Like, there's no other way. I guess the jersey doesn't want to stay on the chair tonight. Uh, there's no other way to, to say it. I mean, he is playing so well. He's so dialed in. Even when things are getting away from him and he's kind of in that panic mode, he's finding ways of making saves. He's made in you know back-to-back -back games, including the Winter Classic on Jack Eichel. Tonight, he made another big one on Tim Stutzla, right? The, the, the kind of cross the ice. He, he, he dives for it, right? He's not able to push off in Butterfly. He makes the diving save, gets the glove up, able to be there for it. I mean, he's just playing with so much kind of confidence. And like I said, he's, he's just got a very clear mind. You can tell the way he's tracking the puck and the way he kind of always knows where it is, his ability to get his stick out there on the puck. You can really tell that he's feeling it and he's able to process everything as it's coming. He's not having to react too much. He's ha he's being able to think in the moment and that's a really, really big deal for any goaltender. And so I'm really, really happy to see that uh, for him. And I think it's a big reason why he's playing as well as, as he's playing here. A uh, couple more super chats here. First one from chip. This was not a perfect game. Sleepy and sloppy were two words used by tuna, but two points are two points. And I'm glad that those scored did go Joey. Yes. I mean, talk about uh, Berkey already a little bit, but I'll, I'll talk about him more because I, I think it was such a big deal for him to be able to score. He's been playing well in the couple games since he's been back. I think this was game number three for him playing super well love the way he's distributing the puck on the power play right he's trying to be that playmaker over there from that right side he's doing a really good job of that we saw that with that second unit um i especially like the way he can find maddie down low because i really like maddie down low on the power play i uh, did that uh, you know fair a bit at michigan especially his first year at michigan his draft eligible year and so i kind of like getting maddie involved down there i like berkey being kind of the distributor on that justin schultz has struggled a little bit this year quarterbacking the power play so if you're going to go ahead and hand that off to somebody i think berkey is a really good secondary option and kind of let him control things there from the right side it does limit his ability to get it across to tolvanen who's over on the left some but when those passing lanes are going to be open you know berkey's going to be able to find him but on the goal 
right? Just great job from him to, you know, get the, get the puck up the ice, get it over to Yams, let Yams enter the zone. He does a great job of boxing out the Senators player who's there. He uses his stick to kind of stall his momentum and get the inside position so he can cut across, Berkey does. And then he cuts across, gets the puck back from Yamamoto. And then, I mean, I, I, not to take away anything from, from Burakovsky on this one, but Corpusala takes a terrible angle. He squares up to Berkey's body instead of where the puck is. Berkey plays with a long stick, and you can tell that he was just able to get around Corpusala just because of that long reach and the fact that the puck was out wide from him. Corpusala decided to square up on his body instead of the puck. It's a bad angle, right? Like he, he should have, he shouldn't have done that and allowed Berkey to score. But look, I'm sure Berkey will take it no matter how he can get it right now. And I was really, really happy for him to get that goal. Gregory, I've been waiting for this, Gregory. After the last two times, wasn't able to do it. Got to retrieve it from the ground because Afra knocked it on the ground there. Lemon lime, Gatorade time, baby. Joey, Joey, Joey. Our third line was fire. There we go. At the Gatorade. Yes, you. Yes, you. You were the one who knocked it on the ground. This is uh, this that tasted really good, Gregory. I'm going to be enjoying that when RJ comes on, and I don't have to be talking so much. Oh, feel, feels good to be doing that on a post game again, drinking the lemon lime Gatorade. Let me be real, everybody. And then uh, the super chat here from Gary. Tuna Deeks took 27 games to get his first goal of the season with the Avs, but Tomas has three and eight with the crack and give Ron the Jim Gregory already. Yes, Ron making the, the sweet move to bring in Tomas Tatar, gets him going. One of those classic change of scenery, helps unlock the player, helps get him going, all that good stuff. And this is what Tuna can do, right? Like that goal is similar to the one that he scored at Anaheim as far as his ability to kind of deke around guys, go wide. His ability to control the puck is so special. Kraken don't really have anybody like that, right? You've got some, some pure shooter guys, right? Like a Jared McCann. We've got some good, you know, hardworking guys like a Yanni Gord, a Brandon Tanev, right? Kind of north-south hard-nosed player like that. We've got playmakers like Wenberg, like Maddie. They don't really have like that kind of special offensive guy who can just kind of deke around a team, right? Where all of a sudden you can just see the light bulb goes off over the player's head. They see the path forward and they're able to then make it happen with that slick puck handling. That's a kind of a new thing for the Kraken. Maybe, maybe Sprong had that some last year, although he was more of a straight shooter. Tune is really the first player the Kraken have had who can pull off goals like the one in Anaheim or the one that he scored tonight. And I think that's been really, really fun to see because that's an element of hockey that Kraken fans haven't gotten to enjoy all too much. And, and he's feeling it right now. Uh, Jordan Everly doing a great job on that play to set up that goal, help, help get that one going, um, as well as Vince Dunn, of course. But yeah, Tuna deserves a lot of credit for being able to pull that one off. Uh, another super chat here from Dave. Thank you, everybody, for the super chats. So proud of Berkey for his first of the year. Tomas Tatar with the nasty handles along with Berkey's first goal. Joey, Joey, Joey. Man, it's been incredible. Yes, he has. I mean, we just kind of talked about all these guys, but they are all playing so well right now. The entire group for the Kraken is, is playing so fantastic. They are just so dialed in. Like I said earlier, they know what they need to be out there doing you can tell that that you know when they had to make that pivot from the old way that they were playing after that eight game losing streak and they kind of adjusted to this kind of current style they were able to find the, the chemistry it took them a little bit right like they it wasn't an immediate thing even though they started to win games it wasn't immediate as far as it looking like this where they looked so in control right that was one element that we didn't really talk about with the winter classic um, in that post game, but you look at a game like tonight, you look at the winter classic, they're just in control. They know what's up. They know what the other team's trying to do. They're going to counter at, they're going to play their game and they're going to dictate the pace of the game as well. And that's something that only good teams can do, right? That's something you can, as a coach, tell any group of guys to go out there and do, but unless you're giving them a solid plan and unless you're giving them the tools they need to go out there and execute that plan, it's not going to happen, but it's happening right now for the Kraken. And so I think everybody from the players to the coaching staff really deserves a lot of credit for that. And then light here with the super chat. Appreciate that with his apple tonight. Tolvi has 24 points this season. His career high with the Preds was 23. He scored 27 last season. Amazing waiver pickup. I mean, you know, Gary already talking about Ron with the Jim Gregory award. Tolvanen, another example of that, right? Like whether it's bringing in somebody who's struggling and needs just a change of scenery or 
as Dave Haxtell said when asked about this, right? A little bit different from with with Tatar, right? Tatar, experienced veteran player. He's established. He's a 20-goal guy. We know that. Tolvanen was a guy who was just struggling to find his place in the NHL. And for the Kraken to take the take the flyer on him, sit him for a handful of games after they bring him in, right? Learn what he's about. Let him learn what they're about. Let him try out some different lines. Find that chemistry that he found with Oliver Bjorkstrand and Yanni Gord, and then to go out there and establish himself as an NHL player. It's it's just such a cool thing to watch, right? We're seeing it with Joey right now, right? Becoming this, you know, just this stud of an NHL player who can go out there and win these games, go on and set franchise shutout streaks. With Tolvanen, we're seeing him turn into a really, really valuable NHL player, a guy who's going to play in this league for a long time. And when you take a sec to step back, look beyond just the Kraken and what these games mean uh, as far as the standings go, and you look at the player and you look at the person behind the player and all of that kind of stuff, it's just so special to be able to watch a player on that journey, get that kind of second chance, come in, work hard, find the guys that he can play with, find his game, and then go out there and do what he's doing, become a top player on a team that's in a wild card spot. It's really, really special, uh, and I, I love to see it for sure. Um, all right, coming back over into the comments section here. Thank you, everybody, for the Super Chats. Really, really appreciate it at... Um, uh, a lot. Uh, Krakenock, what odds do we give Joey scoring a goal during an empty net scenario? I say plus 150. I mean, that's pretty aggressive, but yeah, I mean, he's taking chances. And if they're going to find themselves in situations where other teams are going to be pulling their goaltenders with three plus minutes, it's going to happen at some point, right? Like, I don't know how that doesn't uh, just happen at, at, at some time or another. So yeah, love, love that. Um, Greg, over the last couple of years, I've really noticed how we seem to be the most patient team with the puck on our stick like you think they will move it but they wait calmly are we better than most i think some guys on this team are better than most and it's one of those things that it's one thing to teach the patients try to let a play develop it's another thing to have the guys who can see the play develop and and go ahead and know the right time to move it because there's a lot of guys in the national hockey league that are too patient and by the time they see the opening and then they go to make the play the opening can close because it is the top league in the world. I think what the Kraken are really good at is they have guys like an Andre Burakovsky, a Matty Beniers, and Alexander Wenberg who are really, really good at taking advantage of those windows right as they're opening up, right? They see the window opening before it's really open, and they're able then, by the time they can make the play, it hits the window at that like at its widest moment. And I think that's what the Kraken are really good at right now is, is they're doing that a lot. They're they're patient and then they're also knowing that they don't they can't be too patient. And I and and I appreciate that a lot as someone who also tries to, you know, play that way when I do play the little bit that I play. Um, uh, Sean, Joey, again, not the best effort from the boys, but they did what needed to be done. Yeah. And you look at like the one goal who was that was scored the goal from Kelly there um, in this one. And look, it's. I'm just going to say it. Adam Larson could have done a better job of having the inside position. If he does, I don't think Kelly's the first one to that puck. It's Vince Dunn. That puck stays out, right? Like it's going to be chaos in the crease there, but there's a chance that the goal doesn't happen. Um, there was uh, some other times, right, where the D was a little sloppy in this one. They they showed kind of some of that, the nerves that you would expect after the big win that they had in the Winter Classic. But as a whole, I thought they played really well in this one. And then Edward uh, here, Bjorkstar, Bjorkstrand All-Star. Yes. Oh, I love that. Oh, if if only we had known I could have gotten this jersey with Bjorkstar on it. That would have been so cool. Uh, definitely nobody is going to have that on the back of a jersey. Appreciate that super chat there, Edward. Really, really do. Um, and also from Edward over in the comment section. Uh, was that an actual empty netter by the Kraken? Yes, it was. We, we did it, everybody. We finally did it. We, we, we got an empty net goal. Oh, my gosh. Hallelujah. Right? Like. I did not think that we were going to be able to do that uh, the rest of this season. And I was willing to sacrifice that to keep everything going right. That was going in the right way for the Kraken, but uh, felt good to get that. It was, it was cool for Vince Dunn to, to be able to get that one chip with the super chat here. Now it starts off with knocks on wood, 
So I'm knocking on wood here, but I'm a little nervous now to read the rest of the super chat shit, but I'm going to. We now have a single digit goal differential at minus nine, slowly crawling our way back. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the things that I've been paying attention to as the Kraken have climbed the standings as well, because I do think that it's one of those indicators. You know, is it the most perfect thing in the world to, to look at and tell you if a team is good or not? No, but it is one of those things that you can look at. And, you know, you look at every other playoff team. Uh, for the most part, and they've all got positive goal, di goal differentials and all the teams that don't aren't in playoff spots, uh, with the exception of the Islanders who are doing something over there in the East. I still can't figure out what, how they're winning games, but you look at the Kraken and yes, they are getting it down to minus nine. I literally thought about that when they gave up the one goal. I was like, oh, now it's only, they're only going to make up two spots in the goal differential. So I was really happy when they did get that empty net goal that we were just talking about because they expand that out a little bit there. So love that. Uh, Jason from uh, Twitter here, voice of the Firebirds in arena, uh, voice of the Firebirds, everybody. You guys jinx the shut up, but we still love you. Uh, did, did we do that? Was that us? I don't think that was us. Uh, I know your boy Joey was doing well with it, with everything there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great to see you up in Seattle, Jason, as well. I got to get out to the Firebirds again. We can, we can hang out some more. Um, that would be a lot of fun. Seth, I just about had a heart attack when Joey skated to the bench. I know, right? Thankfully, it was just an equipment thing, able to get the stick going. But yeah, he is one guy the Kraken could not afford to lose right now. Lindsay, oh, hello, wild card spot. It's nice to see you again. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's, it's nice here. Uh, like to see that. Krakenock, I'm seeing a trend with last season developing. Gru gets injured. The backup goalie plays lights out in January to put us back on track for a playoff spot. Um, we will see if that trend continues. I mean, you know, Kraken obviously had started getting hot a little earlier than they did this season. Uh, that's for sure. But, you know, I think back to that big road trip that they had in January last year, right? So I remember being up in Seattle for some of that, watching a game at the beer hall with everybody, that game against Chicago. And Martin Jones was lights out in January. Joey Decord's playing lights out right now. Team's getting the chance to go on a big road trip again. You know, we'll see how, how much of this momentum can carry over. They got four days off, which has got to feel really good for them, considering they've already played 39 games this season. But you always worry about it when the team's carrying this much momentum. You kind of want to keep that rhythm going, right? Having four days off is a long time off. But Given how historically well this group has played on the road in all three seasons of their existence, I'm not too worried about it. Maybe I'd be more worried about it if they were ending a road trip and coming home. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. And I was I'm right there with you. I'm Krakenhawk. I'm 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 waiting to see. Like yeah, I, I think January is just kind of the month of the Kraken. Um, uh, go check yourself. Do you still think Chikrin's a guy to go at a guy we need to go after? Uh, go team. Can't believe the Gord line is so productive. Yeah, line is playing fantastic. Chikrin's always a guy that teams should want uh, as part of their group. I will always say that he's one of the best defensemen, young defensemen in the league. I think he's going to be in Ottawa for a while, though. So I think that, you know, the time was last season. Um, but yeah, uh, it's he's he's a really really good good player um being not uh <laughs> looking at the camera and the goal on that jersey save i really thought it went in it was so darn close but even joey's jersey makes clutch saves right now that thing was crazy it does not get closer than that that was that was crazy um brian love the puck support of all four all four lines offer each other true synergy true identity agreed brian this is something that the kraken had last year struggled to get it going this year but they've got it now so definitely love that um let's see joey should be in the all-star game tell me i'm wrong we'll wait and see what what goaltenders or did the did all the goaltenders get going i know shesterkin went i don't remember from the west um but they're gonna need more than you know a handful of goaltenders so i, I think joey's putting himself in a spot where that could happen for him for sure um jake a shutout and assist and a goal that would be incredible for a goaltending hat trick Jake, that would be so wild. I would love to know how many people have accomplished that incredibly rare feat. If it's ever been accomplished, should be easy enough to go and just look at all the guys who have scored a goal because it's a it's a fairly short list. Um, that that would be really really neat. Uh, vote for Dunn and Decor to join Bjorky in Toronto from Sean. Oh, did they open up the voting? I'm sure they did. We we're gonna. I was gonna look at all that stuff kind of tomorrow because it came out late today. Um, 
But yes, definitely. I mean, Dun Vince Dunn deserves to be there the way he's been playing, leading this team in scoring. He's been fantastic this year. And then, of course, Joey is Joey, right? Okay. Oh, come on. Um, Ryan, what do you attribute the success of the PK to other than Joey? Uh, well, if I had to single somebody else out, it would be Brandon Tanev. I've talked about this before. When he was gone, the PK was bad. Since he's been back, PK's good again. Uh, but a lot of it just has to do with guys like him. And I think Jared McCann also does a really good job of this. And it was, you know, rough shot block he had earlier in this game they do a really good job of when they kind of transition from the box where it's all four guys you know in the shape of a box to transitioning to more of like a triangle and having one floater and that floater comes up and makes sure that you know they cover the passing lanes up high so that really the puck carrier, if it's say the defenseman can only go to one side. If it's somebody who's playing on the dasher boards right off to the side in the one, three, one, they can only go back to the defenseman and you just limit the play that the other team can make. And that's what the PK does so well for the Kraken right now is they're just limiting the options that the other team has. And that's been really, really fun to watch. It's, it's, you know, it sounds a lot easier than it is. It takes a lot of effort. It's a lot of skating. It's a lot of mental focus, but that's what the Kraken are doing right now on the PK. That's that's really helping them out. And then that makes Joey's life so easy when he only has to worry about this one angle, right? It can only come from here or this defenseman, right? The defenseman or the guy on the half boards. I only have to worry about this. I'm not going to have to worry about going all the way across my crease to try to make a desperation save. And that helps them out a lot. Um, DJ Singleton, when's the statue of Joey Decord going up? This, this, thank you for the super chat. It's a good, good call, DJ Singleton. Everybody, when when do we get our Joey statue? That is something that we need, right? That's I would I would be down for that. Uh, that would be that would be a lot of fun. Um, okay, getting into uh, uh, where everybody's talking about it. Looks like yeah, you know, Karts is the guy. Um, never forget, does Cartier get sent down or just a scratch? Cartier would just get a scratch be a scratch that was the deal with magna getting him on waivers that's what's going to open up that roster spot for the kraken uh so they, sh they shouldn't need to make a move assuming nothing else has happened to them i'm right uh they shouldn't need to make a move now because of magna being gone they should be able to just take um schwartz off uh ltir when they whenever they do do that and then Karche just becomes a scratch for them i believe i could pull up cap friendly though real quick and just double check my work uh that would that would be nice and also congrats to magna for for getting going to chicago picked up an assist tonight on the connor bedard goal happy for him uh that was, that was good yeah they've got uh two open roster spots actually right now the kraken so i guess they i guess the the magna thing was really just to help him out and get him playing get him a chance in the nhl again because uh Riker evans has kind of passed him as that like next man up for whenever uh the kraken should need it so uh, let's see. Uh, maybe they'll alternate taking yams and carts out like they intended at the beginning of the season from Nicole. I could definitely see that. I agree with Sean there. Uh, I think you're right, Nicole. I think that's something that we might see right now. Yamamoto seems to have some good chemistry with Burakovsky, depending on what line Burakovsky is going to be on all that kind of stuff. Cause you got to worry about that. I think that, um, you know, you could, you could maybe do that. Uh, let's see. What's Joey's save percentage after that? I'd have to do the math. I know. Oh, do I still have it from before this game? yeah so he has he was rocking a 956 save percentage over his last eight eight starts i don't know and i don't think the nhl.com is going to update it really quick jake um you can check nhl.com later for that or you can check um hockey reference tomorrow they'll have it for sure um or let's see uh stimpy hey guys what first awesome hanging out with y'all second proudly wearing my joey winter classic jersey firebird staying hot right now for dog yes afro was made the appearance i unfortunately had to put the york strand jersey where afro goes here afro you want to come back up i'll get you a treat i think afro wants some lemon lime gatorade yeah she's she was she was going into it she misses this she this is her job she likes having a jog uh, a job and uh she misses doing this with everybody and there's her uh new kraken uh little tag there for her collar there uh pablo love your dog what is his name my friend her name's afra so She's a good girl. I'll get you your treat, uh, treat when uh, RJ comes on, okay? All right. Uh, real talk. What are we going to do without cracking hockey for four days from Lindsay? That's a good That's a good question. It's going to be a long four days. It's definitely going to be a long four days. I'm kind of okay with it just because of all the traveling I had to do. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm going to be wanting some hockey by the end of it there. 
Um, Pablo, Dylan, how many wins do you think the Kraken can win this year? Uh, more than 46 from last year. I think because of the slow start to this season, I don't think they're going to be able to get to their win total from last year. And then all the overtime losses too, right? Those were opportunities and close games for them to win. Up to 16 now. Like I said, I think that number is a little high, but I could see them being in the mid to high 30s if they were able to continue this pace. It's a pretty aggressive pace to be, you know, to really carry for a long stretch of time. But I, I could see them kind of get up in there. Maybe if they continue to play close games, get more overtime losses, it's more like low 30s or around 30. But I, I think that's what you're looking at for the crack in there, maybe. Um as they're at 16 right now, about halfway through. So that's that's what I would say. Uh, Lindsay Adam Larson t-shirt magic mojo continues. That it does. I mean, that's that thing is incredible. I hope I hope it never goes away. Never goes away. Uh, let's see, Sam, with US and Sweden playing for the world junior gold medal, will there be some sort of bet between Maddie and Wenny like last year when Maddie lost a bet to Ebbs when Canada won? Very good. Uh, there's a good chance of that happening, Sam. We'll keep uh, you know our eyes and ears out. I guess it's unfortunate that the Kraken are going to be leaving. I don't know exactly when they'll be leaving. Um, I could probably try to go and find a, a Kraken PR email about it, but I, I think there's a good bet we see something like that. And I, I certainly would hope to see something like that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, and Hey, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe Lars gets in on that, that action too, uh, especially after this whole t-shirt thing. Uh, I could see him maybe wanting to get some revenge on Maddie. Just saying, <laughs> uh, chip with also no crack games until Tuesday. What am I going to do with myself? Watch the world juniors. Watch, watch the gold medal game between Sweden and USA. It should be a lot of fun. Two teams with some great goaltending, also getting the scoring. It's been a good World Juniors. It's been a good tournament to, uh, for sure. Uh, and Daniel saying, watch WHL games. That's also an always a good option, especially if you're in the Seattle area there. You got the T-Birds. You got the Silver Tips up north. You got lots of options around the state of Washington and Portland. Not Definitely not going to forget those, those guys. And I know Bjorkstrand wouldn't either. Um, Tolby's tip goal in Winter Classic really wowed me. He's still adding to what he can do. It's awesome from Rebecca there. Definitely love that one from him. Um, let's see when he's going to crack it again, uh, going back up to Seattle. Don't know. We're, we're going to work on something there uh, soon. Um, Sam, here's my hot take. Well, I'm happy for Oliver Bjorkstrand to be our all-star representative. I think Dunner was most deserving here. Yes, it seems like they're really going light on defensemen because of the new skills tournament thing that they're going to be doing. And me and RJ talked about this on our Red Glare podcast, which is our Patreon exclusive podcast. It's a link in the description below. We thought they were going to go light on defensemen uh, for something like that. And it does appear that they've done that. That being said, you can always vote them in. Um, let's see. Uh, Coop, I think we got to shout out Nicholas Coco playing crazy well. Uh, against uh, losing to the USA in the semis, not a great start to the tournament, but he sh showed out in the biggest moments, cracking goalie stock to the moon. Yes, it was a tough, tough loss against Team USA. He was given a uh, player of the game for Team Finland. Was a very rough start to the tournament for Nicholas Coco as as the 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 job was kind of handed over to him after both their other goaltenders from last year uh, moved on. He had the most to gain from this tournament. That's what I said beforehand. I think he was able to salvage things there, especially with the game that he played earlier today. Yes, Nicholas Coco definitely deserves the shutout. Love that for sure. Um, let's see. It would be funny if they selected the All-Star based on Winter Classic jersey sales and Dylan put Bjorkstrand over the top. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. I would love that. <laughs> and then Becca with the Super Chat. Watch pwhl games they're free for us on youtube that's right yes if you're in the united states they are free streamed on youtube you can go and watch tons of people showed up for that first game watching that i mean those were crazy high streaming numbers uh to watch the the, the first couple games there for the pwhl really solid hockey fantastic women's hockey there really want to support that league i know they've they've done some they've made some questionable calls going into it but right now it seems like everything's working and i really love the ask the fact that they are free to stream on youtube super accessible anybody can watch it and it's free gotta love that oh man gotta love it so so much evan mccann was firing on all cylinders around this time last year but he's been quiet lately need him to get hot again to keep the w's coming in it's always good to have jared mccann going right you always want him to be playing uh at the best of his abilities he's really good obviously that being said 
if the Kraken are going to continue to get the depth scoring, they can survive him kind of going through a little bit of a colder spell. Right. So I, I think it's one of those like it's it's a give and take to kind of thing. If he was to come in, though, I think that's when you see these games really change from these one or two goal victories to three or four goal victories. And uh, that would help with the goal differential stuff that we were talking about earlier. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Emma, I was a 50 50 volunteer tonight. and It was so much fun to be in the building. That's awesome, Emma. Thank you for doing that. And I hope you had a fantastic time. Uh, I'm sure the arena was rocking, especially after the Winter Classic. I'm sure everybody was just fantastic uh, in that building. Light. It looked like after done, this is a super chat, by the way. Thank you very much. It looked like after done hit the 198 foot empty netter. He said, call the league and tell them I didn't want to go to the game anyway. <laughs> really? Did, what, is that really what he said? Oh my gosh. That would be, that would be hysterical. That would be so fun. That would be so much fun. Oh, I hope he said that. Oh, I hope he said that. Um, oh, okay, it wasn't Bedard, it was Blackwell. Thank you, everybody, for the correction there for, for Magna uh, on that. So I'm going to scroll down a little bit here, try to try to catch up some, because uh, everybody's, you know, another big chat, 152 people in here. Absolutely love that. Um, <laughs> the Larson shirt is the new chicken parm. Yes, that is the new thing that we can all talk about uh, and all that <laughs> All that good stuff. Oh, man, I love that. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. Stratic, who are we chasing points percentage? Oilers, who are they playing next? Ottawa and Chicago. We just pissed off Ottawa while leaving them physically fresh, and we handed Chicago Magna to bolster their D. That's true, right? And, hey, look, Oilers are on a six-game win streak as well. You know, we'll, we'll see what what's, uh, which, which team cools off first. Definitely hoping it's the boys further north um than seattle there and uh yeah it's it's gonna be a tough one right they've got you know four games in hand on the kraken obviously they'll make up some of that in this next couple days with the kraken kind of having the time off but yeah that's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun um dj singleton if you saw my calendar with all the baby squid games coming up the next few days <laughs> yes i mean you you do such a great job over on the discord everybody go check that out link in the description below dj singleton does a great job of watching all the junior hockey games and and international games too to watch all the kraken prospects and kind of give live updates on how they're playing and stuff so if you are interested in stuff like that especially right now with the world juniors going on everybody's been watching those games in the discord together it's been a lot of fun uh definitely recommend that coop i'm sure grubauer is happy for the boys but part of him has to be wondering why it takes him getting hurt for the team to fully hit their stride and rip off win streaks it's weird it is weird it's something that i would like to do a deep dive on i don't know that it's, it would be just me and rj capable of doing it we might need some outside help and or to ask maybe some players a few things right try to ask some questions but i do wonder how much of that is because of just the goaltending styles that they play and then the adjustment that the defense has to make for those two styles if there's something about that it kind of maybe slows down the offense a little bit right having joey obviously he can move the puck up the ice himself he can kind of act as a third defenseman that's got to help them out but also i wonder just their ability to you know him him handling the puck a little bit more him sending pucks keeping them more in front instead of you know, always directing rebounds out back, which is, of course, what Grubauer should be doing if that ever plays a role in it as well. Um, I don't know. Uh, Cario, Joey, Decord, future all-star? I sure hope so. That would be a lot of fun. Jessica, we won in a way that made absolute sense regarding our opponent. I'm just confused now. Uh, this is this is the best. I'm so pumped about this. I absolutely love it. I, I just want this to continue. I am having so much fun. My coach brain just keeps like sparking and going crazy and i'm just having so much fun with what hackstall's got the boys doing and how they're playing uh to their opponents and they're not not playing up or down to their opponents they're playing with strategies for their opponents looks like they they just need a little bit of time to settle into the new system and then once you know your job in that new system you can start adding on right you can start making little adjustments game by game for your opponent but when they had to make that kind of wholesale change from system to system you weren't quite able to do that back at the start of this winning streak 
now you're kind of everybody knows what their job is. It's become second nature. You've got the muscle memory for where guys are going to be, what your job is, how you're doing your controlled zone exits and zone entries, right? All of that kind of stuff. Now you can start tweaking things game to game, start playing to your opponent's, you know, weaknesses. You can start preparing for their strengths a little bit more and make those adjustments. Oh, it's so much fun. And you know, the coaching staff's just got to be having so much fun doing this too. Oh, it's got to feel so good for them to really be able to, to put all their brain power into that kind of stuff, because that's what you want to be doing. If you're a coach, that's, that's why you coach. You want to be doing that. You're thinking about that. You, you're always sitting at home watching and thinking about those things. You want to be out there doing that with the boys. Oh, I love it. Um, Striatic on board with watching the PWHL games for sure. Love it. He's reminding everybody games on January 5th, 6th, and 8th. So there you go. Definitely they can help keep us uh, covered while the Kraken are off. Barbara, good morning. Uh, definitely an awesome result from this one. Coop letting us know the Kings are going to overtime with Detroit. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's not great. I mean, how far behind? Yeah, I mean, Kraken, they're only four points behind the Kings. Now, the Kings have five games in hand, but Kraken are, Kraken are getting there. Kraken are getting there. All right, we've got RJ here joining us. Now, RJ, that was a little bit of a, a long time for you to, to come in here. Uh, was that because there was maybe, I don't know, like big celebrations going on? Lots of guys maybe having fun. They're dialed in talking to you, maybe even. <laughs> maybe just a little bit, but I think they were certainly having fun. Uh, they did talk to us a bit. So we kind of had to wait a little while for uh, Andre Burakovsky at the end. We got the two players, then Haxtell, then Burakovsky. And that took a little bit of extra time. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, great stuff from the players. Uh, Tomas Tatar. Uh, talked about you know the the role that he has now and how great it is playing with Everly and Veneers. I thought an interesting answer from him because the premise of the question was you know you've had the chance to show off your offensive ability a little bit more you know maybe that's something you didn't have the chance to do earlier this season and he basically said I didn't <laughs> so uh, you know maybe a little a little dig at Colorado there um, but Tatar certainly found his groove. Uh, we got to talk to Joey again. It feels like we talk to him every game now, but I mean, yeah. of course, after setting a franchise record shutout streak, uh, you know, have to make sure he's one of the players included. And of course, he was asked about setting that record. And he said, you know, it would have been better if I'd actually gotten the shutout. You know, that would have been a little nicer. But overall, he's really happy with his game and made sure to credit his teammates more than anything else. He said, you know, it's the way these guys are playing in front of me. He said, I can't count how many key shot blocks we had. He just started rattling off you know, teammates' names of guys who made big shot blocks, whether it was McCann, Alexiak, Borgen, all throughout the game and how they're playing in front of them. Uh, and then finally, uh, with talking about the crowd too, I mean, because we had so many Joey chants tonight. That was one of the coolest parts of being in the building. You could feel the crowd really get behind him from the very start too, when they were doing the player intros. That might be the loudest player intro cheer that I've heard all season is when they're like, and starting in gold, Joey the Corn. It got super loud, um, but he said, you know, it's just, he's so grateful for all the fan support. And he said, thinking back to the winter classic too, he said, you know, whether it's myself and having my closest family, my, fr my family, my friends, everybody there hearing 47,000 people chanting my name, that's the kind of stuff you dream of as a kid. And I will never forget it. So, you know, that was a, a nice answer from Joey Decord there. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, I'm so happy for him. Just, I keep saying that, but it's, it's cause it's still so true. Uh, here you go, Afra. I know you've been waiting very patiently for the, oh, yes. there you go. You can get your, get your treat. Enjoy that there. Um, got one here, RJ. I would love to know if anybody brought this up at any point, but as best made videos is pointing out the bobblehead streak continues. It does seven and one now on bobblehead nights and uh, Jaden Schwartz, unfortunately, didn't get to play in this one, but they also won another bobblehead night. Remember when Maddie Beneers was out and missed his own. So the streak continues. I don't know why. I've asked players in the past why they think it is. They have no idea. Devin Shore, I know, thinks that the hockey gods don't care about bobbleheads at all, so we can rule them out. Um, but it does continue. And, and yeah, another good bobblehead night. Uh, really good bobblehead night from from this team. I mean, Berkey uh, able to get his first goal of the season there, RJ. I mean, I got to imagine he's probably still smiling right now. Got uh, got to be super pumped about that one. What did you see from his game? Because this felt like the first game that I was really, really dialed in on him. I mean, it started with that power play, right, where he was out there with that second unit and he was just all over it. Right. He's getting more and more confident. You kind of see it in morning skate today, too. 
it's something, it's a progression you're able to see through practice as well, as he's just getting a little bit more comfortable out there. And I think it does take some time to ramp back up from those injuries, but it seems like he's nearing 100%. Still under 11 minutes of ice time in this one. He is playing a fourth line role. Uh, I think, you know, maybe he'd like a little bit more ice time going forward as he kind of ramps back up. We did get to talk to him after the game, after Paxtall too, and it was very short. Didn't say a whole lot, but, you know, he, he said, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. I'm feeling fine. You know, he, he reiterated that. Uh, and then the last question to him too was if he had kind of an, an oh no moment going into the boards the board? there. As of course, yes. he tripped, yeah, after his goal. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that he seemed the most pleased by the question, but he just said, you know, yeah, a little bit because, you know, it feels like every time I just I get touched, and I get injured. So, you know, these days, that's what, how it is. So, yeah, I guess a little bit. And then that was kind of the end of the, the media availability there with him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of an uh old moment. And, uh, but thankfully, he was OK. Haxtell was actually asked about that, too. And he said, no, there wasn't because I, I, he said, I looked over and I just see him smiling. He got right back up and he was smiling immediately. So. Hopefully, you know, just no more scares and he can uh, continue to make progress. Yep. And uh, the year of Yanni Gord continued as well, RJ. Yeah. New year, new Yanni. You said it to me right after the goal in the press box. So I could uh, throw it up on the tweet there. Uh, yeah. Another goal. And again, same thing as with the Winter Classic. Like new year, new Yanni. But this is a classic Yanni Gord goal. Just going right to the front of the net, banging home a rebound. I mean, this is what he does. And his line was dominant in the first period. I. I should have checked the final stats. I know after one period, shot attempts were nine to nothing with that line on the ice in favor of the Kraken. But I mean, just fantastic job again from that line. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Kraken are able to get an empty net goal, RJ. What does it feel like to be in the building for such a monumental feat? You know, I've never seen a crowd so disappointed at an empty net goal. Everybody, wanted, everyone, Joey. everybody yeah. wanted Joey to get it everyone was like shoot joey shoot whenever he got the puck and you know there was a little bit of a kind of a sigh like a letdown right it was done shot it into the net and it was clear it was going in because you know two goal lead the game didn't really feel like it was in jeopardy at all um mm -hmm. it was cool to see an empty net goal but i'll say it could have been cooler yeah well and one from such distance too right like that does it's impressive oh yeah day. impressive yeah. from done I, I like how everybody seemed to get the green light to go for the empty net with the two goal lead, whether it was Alexiak trying twice or uh, done there from distance. Like I, I like that, you know, Hackstall's, I, I don't know if he's giving specific direction here, but it seems like every player has license to just shoot those pucks. And I think that's the right strategy. Oh, definitely. Uh, got the numbers here for that Yanni Gord line, 15 shot attempts for only three against. It's a very healthy uh, margin there. I would say, um, see that. Yep, Sean, we need a deep dive on this goalie situation for sure. Unlike Martin Jones, Joey Decord is young and can, be tr and can truly be the future. What is this going to look like? We have never seen Kraken goaltending like this. Yes, we weren't able to get to it in this last one because we were talking about the Winter Classic. RJ needed to get over to Kraken practice yesterday, and we knew there was only kind of going to be this one Ottawa game before the next uh, recording for the deep dive. So we we are planning on having that conversation, Sean, for sure. It's, it's going to be a big part of the next one. Um, all right. Blaze King gaming. So glad I got to see a Yanni goal in person. Tatar's goal was sick. Even from the other side of the ice. I talked about this a little bit. Is Tatar the first player RJ that the Kraken have ever had that really has that kind of dangle puck handling skill like we we've never seen we've seen playmakers we've seen shooters we've seen the, that kind of stuff but we've never seen a guy like him in a Kraken sweater yeah not really I mean as far as you know Jonas Donskoy I really do think had that skill set like went in alone in that kind of situation we just didn't get to see a whole lot of him you know and, and year one was you know its own story um, but he might be the closest guy, but yeah, they've really never had somebody at that level. By the way, Donskoy was here tonight, saw him outside the locker room. He was hanging out with everybody. Uh, it's Nordic heritage night tonight. So, you know, they had a lot of things, you know, celebrating that. And so of course he was in the building for that. Oh, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Glad about that. Lindsay pointing out games in hand only matter if your opponent wins them, which is very true. I guess that's something we haven't heard your opinion on RJ Kraken are in a wild card spot. Yes, I was kind of tracking that throughout the day, seeing if... So did Arizona lose? Uh, well, I guess that game wasn't over as as when we had started this. I will check right now. Because um, that's the one I was like, okay, if Arizona loses in regulation, the Kraken would be in a wild card did. spot. 
Okay. But again, I think it just tells us what we already know. And that's, you know, there's a lot of season left and this is far from over. It's, it's a competitive mm-hmm. wild card race. It's going to continue to be that way all throughout the season. And, and the Kraken are right in the middle of it. Definitely. Edward, uh, did Borgen get to enjoy his beers this time? Hashtag beers for Borgie. <laughs> uh, well, certainly at the, at the beer hall afterward, he, he did, as, as we know from the videos there. Oh, man, that was, that was something. He was having a good time. Uh, with Das Boot, but uh, yeah, I didn't see any beers uh, tonight after this game. I don't think that's a regular thing. That is, that's not a normal thing after games. The Winter Classic is a special event, uh, but no, the guys are not in the in the room drinking beers after every win. You don't, you don't think they're just knocking them back, like you know, back there behind the locker room? They go into the showers, they're just knocking back beers. That's yeah, not, it's not in front of us, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, got a couple ones here related. First one from Stratic: How many wins until Hack starts wearing the Larson bowl cut shirt? And Jessica. Uh, pointing out she's two for two in the large shirt. Nice. Uh, I don't think Hackstall is going to wear it at all. I don't think you can get him to wear it because I think it's just a player's thing. Yeah. I, I think that's one of those kind of like tight-knit players just in the room kind of things. Um, I, I don't think they might have, you know, fans wear it or whatever, but I think it's it's not for the coaches. Yeah. Uh, B, I think Berkey swaps spots in the lineup with McCann after his goal, right? Maybe that didn't last for the whole third period, though. I don't know for sure. Could have also been because of the shot block, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. McCann uh, was a little shaken up from that shot block and yeah, may have, may have missed a shift or two, but I mean, over the last couple games, really the Berkey's been in it. Well, I think back to the Philly game before the winter classic, he's kind of rotated in on the second line occasionally, not regularly, but I don't think he's topped 11 minutes of ice time since coming back. Yeah. We uh, also had the conversation earlier of, you know, who comes out of this lineup when Schwartz comes back? Because signs seem to be pointing towards that happening sooner rather than later, RJ. Uh, do you have your opinion? Me and chat kind of all kind of agreed. It's, it's most likely Ty Cartier. He's he's like the, the guy that you would probably go with. Yeah, I, I think probably Cartier. I, it's, it's so tough, right? Because now you're back to the point where you have that kind of forward depth. And I feel extra bad about it, too, because he's taken on this role of playing center. Although if you yep. get Schwartz back, I mean, you know, who's your fourth line center? Well, that that's the one thing that, yes, like I kind of came more around to as it went on a little bit. It was like, well, I guess that is, that does become a problem for you. I mean, is, I it, mean, is it Yamamoto? Like you could you could go Yams, right? Like, I guess it's not crazy if you're you don't need to rely on that line to do too much for you other than just be depth scoring, because that's what it's going to kind of turn into. If you've got somebody like an Andre Burakovsky down there, you could always move McCann over. Right. He can play center. Yeah, he can. Um, I mean, but then what, what line is centering? Right. I don't know, right? Like this is, <laughs> it becomes a problem, right? But what, you're going to take Yamamoto out of the lineup when he's kind of the first guy that I feel like has ever shown chemistry with Andre Burakovsky. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to take him out of the lineup there. There's just too many good options. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's good that they're in a situation where they don't feel like they have to rush Schwartz back though. And that's something yeah. that Haxtell talked about, uh, what was it, y- yesterday at, at practice where he was saying, you know, He's back to a point where he's day to day, but we really don't want to rush him back. Like the last thing we want to do is risk him getting injured again. So they're going to play it really conservatively. Yeah. Like I said, throw anybody out there in this, in as, as the center, uh, at least for faceoffs, it doesn't matter. Cause you know, Kraken lost the faceoff battle, won the game. Of course. <laughs> oh man. Good stuff there. How many of the next five games do you think the Kraken win from striatic? Look, if they play like this, RJ, right, where they are, they are dialed in, they're focused, you're getting the goaltending, you're getting the lucky bounces. On top of that, you're able to really seemingly prepare for all of your opponents. Five? Yeah, I don't see why it can't be five. I, You know, I'll go with maybe four because you can't win them all, right? I mean, that's <laughs> just the reality of hockey. But yeah, four or five playing like this, they have the formula. They're sticking to it. Yeah, definitely. It's it's all all things are going so right for this team right now, and and it's because of the work that they're putting in and all that good stuff. Um, Billy Beer Borgen and uh, from Lindsay and Maddie Borgen is a true Minnesota boy. That he is. That he is. Yeah, uh, I will say because they had the World Juniors game uh, up on the TV, yeah. USA versus Finland this morning. And again, I don't. I, I there are conversations among the players, so I don't want to get into what exactly was said because there were some great chirps getting thrown back and forth but you know that's for them i will say of all the people watching the game the guy who was most into it absolutely will borgen 
Okay, so that's that brings us to a question somebody had asked earlier. Do we see some sort of bet for the USA Sweden game? Right, got got several people from both those countries on this roster. You know, the the names thrown around was Wenberg and Beniers in the original comment. Are you saying that maybe Borgen would be in on that? If anyone would be, I think it would be him. So uh, we'll see. I, I'm definitely going to ask around next practice uh, because I get the guys were just so into it watching whether it was, you know, Tolvin and the, the one Finn just kind of sitting there in the corner smiling or, uh, you know, the Americans kind of chirping back and forth or whether it was even Tatar, who I think might have still been a little bit bitter about the, the Finns beating his Slovaks. So, um, yeah. you know, the guys get really into that tournament. Definitely, definitely. I mean, because it's the greatest hockey tournament that we have. I'm sorry, everybody. It it's better than the Olympics. It just is. Um, Leo, I've noticed McCann playing 4C for a few games when 95 is with Wenberg. That's like a true four second line scenario. It really would be for this Kraken team. I mean, could Hackstall find a way, RJ, to just play everybody? What, what would it be like? like 12 and a half minutes a night if anyone could find a way to do it it's dave haxel i feel like that might even might be his ideal scenario <laughs> definitely definitely when you pointing out coaches should wear those sweet winter classic letterman jackets behind the bench they absolutely should rj ditch the stuffy suits you're doing a good job enjoy yourselves guys we'd see yeah, haxel really smile i know i know they earned it. i think the jacket was part of that man those things are expensive if you've seen them in the team store they're a thousand dollars Yo, I know those are that's a lot. They look amazing though. I'm not gonna lie. Saw one person wearing them out and about, RJ, at the Winter Classic. It was incredible. <laughs> it was a really good looking jacket. Uh Becca agreeing. The jackets were so good. Um, gonna do a last call here uh for comments for everybody. Still got 144 people in here. Thank you all so much for being here. Um, do a quick last call. I mean, what else from this game really stood out to you, RJ? What was it like? How how aware were you of the whole Joey uh, jersey save that happened? I know you had sent out the tweet that they were reviewing it during the TV timeout, but was that like a big shock to everybody? Did you know just how close it was in arena? Uh, we didn't. When we saw it live, we, we thought it hit the post or something and came back out. And then we saw the replay I up in the press box. It was just, did he stop that with his jersey? Was that the jersey that held that back? And we were all just trying to figure out what was going on. And then we said they reviewed it. You know, they were going to review it. We were all pretty sure it didn't go in, but we didn't realize how close it was, too, because we, we thought it must have hit the post and come back out the other way. So many cool Joey Decord moments from this game. Really, it was all of us just kind of watching him do his thing. That backhand flip. Um, I mean, <laughs> the reaction of the press box, yeah. we couldn't believe it, uh, that he was able to just flip that out there. And after the game, Joey said, you know, he was... As he was, I was making that play, I was thinking, this better get out, because if not, I'm in real trouble. Uh, but he pulled it off. Like, I, I watch him in practice. He doesn't practice that. He practices a lot of stick handling stuff. I don't see him do that backhand aerial flip much. But uh, he's just a natural at this. He is. He's he's so good at it. It's so much fun to watch for sure. Um, all right, we got some got some good ones here that we can end on here, RJ. Uh, first up from B, do we know who got the hat? Uh, we do not. Yeah, I was looking around for the hat. Didn't see it, so I'm not sure. I did hear after the last one, because we talked about it on the last post-game live, that it didn't go to Joey. Some people were salty about that. Sounds like this is what I had heard RJC and some stuff talked about on the Discord. Sounds like it was supposed to go to Joey, but because he was doing the TNT interview when it was time to give the hat out, he wasn't in the room to get it, and so that's why it went to Borgs. <laughs> All right, well, that's, that's fair. If he's literally not there... Uh, that's I suppose that works, but it probably should have gone to him tonight, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Yeah, definitely, definitely setting that franchise record shutout street and everything. Uh, Zoe, Borgen, Big Rig, and Larson all played more minutes than done tonight. Is that because of the PK? Looking at it here, RJ, I, I think that that's what it was. Yeah, I don't know if you can quickly sort by five-on-five five minutes to kind of see where those stacked up, um, but also I think that, that part of it is that you had a lead. And, you know, those are kind of your more defensive defensemen. And, and not that Vince Dunn's, you know, bad at those impacts at all. But I think you maybe lean a little bit less on a guy like that when you're defending a lead pretty much the whole game. Yeah, five on five. Adam Larson led the way on the team, followed by Jordan Eberle, Will Borgen, and then Vince Dunn. So certainly when it comes to uh, to Alexiak, the the... Yeah. The stuff played a, a role there. Also from Zoe here. Do the guys actually want to do the All-Star game? Bjorki didn't seem all that enthusiastic about it in the video they posted. 
<laughs> sure didn't. I mean, that was really fun kind of watching it. Just, hey, so uh, you might have changed those plans from San Diego to Toronto. You know, how you feel about that? Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, not much enthusiasm there. Uh, I, I will say, um, some guys want to go, some guys don't. You know, that that's kind of seems to be how it works. Some are more enthusiastic than others. Um, but I, I think certainly as a, as a first-time honor, as a player, yeah. I think the guys who generally sometimes don't want to go are the guys where, you know, they have four or five and it's kind of the same thing they've done over and over again. Yep. Um, but I, I imagine Bjorkstrand will, will find some fun even if he doesn't find some sunshine. I agree. I, I think so. I think it was also just the way it goes down, right? You're having a one-on-one -on -one meeting with your coach. You're on edge a little bit. You're probably not going to be uh, the, the most way personality framed ever. It made it sound like he was about to tell me he was traded or something. Yes, I was just going to say, and Haxall didn't exactly like do the greatest of jobs set up for like a big emotive fun reaction. It was very like, yeah, oh, you're excited to do this trip? Like, what's your plan? Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, you're not doing that. And it's like, what? I <laughs> <laughs> So uh, as, as great as Hackstall has been doing coaching the team, there's still some work maybe that can be done in some other areas. Blaze uh, King Gaming, didn't Bettman say something about top level international play that was to be announced at the Winter Classic? Yes. what he, he The way he made it sound like would be, uh, you know, World Cup, right? Coming back potentially. They've been talking about that for a long time. I'm sure it'll happen at some point, but I don't know how fast that's going to get put together. I thought I saw some news headline about that, that they had said something about that coming and what year it might be, but I'm not entirely sure. We were a little busy that day. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Rebecca, it may have gone in. Well, thank goodness it was a big margin of victory uh, on that jersey save. Yeah, I mean, not only does the jersey kind of help pull the puck away, it also helps hide the puck from the camera above. Yeah, you so... couldn't tell how far in it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said they confirmed the call. So they yep. saw enough to know for sure it did not. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, everybody's saying good night. Thank you, everybody. Uh, good night to everybody. Um, thank you all for being here. Had big turnout. Another great win for the Kraken, RJ. I mean, this thing is, just shows no signs of slowing down whatsoever. And I'm here for it. Yep, this team is rolling. And I, I just can't wait for the next game. Yep, definitely. And of course, we will be right back here with Emerald City Hockey's Post Game Live presented by Flatstick Pub. Again, everybody, they're still open. They still got the neon around all the mini golf stuff. You can go and still, if you went to the game, get your dollar off beer at that South Lake Union location. Just saying, just saying. You can, stay, <laughs> you can hang with us and still have plenty of time to go play that, play some duffel board, all that good stuff over at Flatstick Pub. So another big shout out for them. Thank you all so much for being here. Thanks to everybody who gave Super Chats as always. And we will see you all next time.